productive today mm, important it is yeah. how you feeling I feel like I'm doing what is rightful for me to be doing in this space in this time right now yeah I'm grateful I like, I like that thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga with Kariga and Felicia and most importantly you the listener on the Black Love Podcast Network yes yes Hey, and massive love to the Black Love Podcast Network, too. And all the spaces that we're showing up in. And all the stories that are being told. And all the representation that we're creating. Uh, I just wanted to celebrate the team and the network. Yeah. I feel like I'm talking in an extra sultry voice right now. Because we're trying to be quiet. Because Kamali is taking a nap. So I just want to name that. Yeah. But don't don't whisper him to sleep. We already got am the dog whisper- Am I whispering? <laughs> you whispering. <laughs> All right. Oh, man. Grateful. Mm-hmm. Uh, another week of flow. Yeah. Uh, a lot of feelings I had to sit with this week. Mm. And to be honest, I'm still trying to be good to myself and create the room to sit with those feelings. Mm. But it's it gets hard to name and it's not one particular feeling. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's so many across time and they're different. And so I think coming to the podcast space for me gives me room to investigate some of those feelings. Oh, for sure. Gives me room to listen to you and learn from the wisdom that is within us. Sometimes it gets hard to recall all the knowings because life is also happening very fast. But I'm grateful to come and rehearse the knowings mm-hmm. that help keep us grounded, that help keep us well. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So today I actually wanted to share an affirmation from your text. Okay. I've been spending a lot of time in your text in the mornings with Kamali, Mm. with myself. uh, And I want to share with our listeners today. Okay. Where are you at? This is going to come from page 102 of the text, Soul Affirmations, a toolkit for mothers who are investigating grief's process. Mm -hmm. Page 102 reads... When the depths of my grief are immense, telling my story and my truth is a part of my wellness. Oh, that's a good one. When the depths of my grief are immense, telling my truth is a part of my wellness. Hmm. But admittedly, sometimes it feels like it's like no, pa- it's not, it's not the exact same pathway for every feeling. So sometimes I experience 
the need and the want and the desire to tell my truth. But uniquely enough, in this recent two weeks, mm-hmm. sometimes I feel it just kind of get trapped right here in my in my throat. Oh man, uh, I I definitely know that feeling, and it's in my throat. It's in the back, back left side. Mm-hmm. I feel a dull pain almost and it's taken me some time to train myself to know that when I feel that it's less about um, just a random pain mm-hmm. and more of something needs to be said yeah something needs to be said but sometimes it's hard to say that something or you for me I have to get to the right space and time or the right people to feel oh, yeah. like I can say that something yeah I agree with you there. Some things have to be set up for it to happen the way that works best for me. Or, But it very much has been like telling, like, okay, something needs to happen here. So I'm curious, Fee. Mm-hmm. I recognize that this toolkit, right, is from your investigative process of grief. Mm-hmm. But can you tell us more about this particular affirmation and and why telling your truth is a part of your wellness? I think if I recall correctly, um, when I wrote this particular affirmation, it was around the idea that when I started to talk about what it was that I was feeling and not being afraid of like how it sounded to someone else or preserving someone else's feelings around it, I found that I actually felt better when I said it, if I even recall more specifically, I remember going to the coffee shop and Mm. I, this was maybe a two or three months after I'd given birth to Kamayu and I put my phone down flat and you could see the face of it. And on the face was Kamayu's picture and the, um, person who was taking my order, the barista was like, oh, that's a beautiful baby. And at that particular time of my grief, I was still very much processing it. Right. And I realized that I wanted to talk about Kamayu, but I didn't know how to talk about Kamayu to people because I was worried about how it would make someone feel. I was worried that they wouldn't be able to hold space for me. I was worried that they might say something I didn't want to hear. Um, There's like so many things that came up, this idea that I had on someone's response to me if I were to share, you know, who Kamayu was and where she was, right? Mm -hmm. But that particular day, man, I had so much joy that someone noticed her and not just noticed her, but noticed her beauty. Mm -hmm. And instead of like, just saying thank you and letting that be it, I decided to share more about who Kamayu was. And I very much remember his face. He was a little bit taken aback. He didn't expect to hear it. But I remember how I felt after doing that. I felt so good. It was like a weight had lifted because the truth of the matter, like I investigated more of like, why did I share this with him? But I realized I did it because it made me feel good because I did have her. This was my child and I wanted to talk about her. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where this comes from. Like I was able to identify and name for myself that 
talking about Kamayu, what had happened, I felt well when I did that. Mm-hmm. I felt well. I didn't feel the the grief didn't rest in my body mm-hmm. in the form of of pain anymore. Wow. I felt well. I did. It was necessary for you to say in that moment, to explore that truth, mm-hmm. to share your truth. And I think about what that action taught you, right? And it, it taught you enough for you to teach us in the form of your writings. Mm. And this affirmation is also consistent with messaging that we received in therapy this past week. Mm. So I I like today because this is literally real time rehearsing the knowings so that it doesn't get stuck in my throat Mm -hmm. or stuck in my head. Mm -hmm. I want to speak my truth Mm -hmm. and I'm still learning how. As crazy as it sounds to have done television and storytelling and roundtables and Ambi nominations and mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Black Pod Awards, all these storytelling spaces and Dear Beloved and mm-hmm. the documentaries. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I'm still practicing mm-hmm. because it is often the circumstances by which things go differently than planned that leaves us to reconcile where we are in the current reality and how to articulate those feelings. Yeah. And that's, that's the kick for me. It's still, it's still got some slippery territory on it. Mm-hmm. It's not as easy as knowing and doing, right? It is rehearsing the knowings until they become habits of mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And those habits of mind become true to our character and they can guide us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But in therapy, check this out. Our therapist shared with us a a saying that sticks with me and remains with me. And I remember when I first heard her say this, it gave me some solace, like my shoulders kind of dropped. And then all day I thought about it. And in bits and pieces, it brought joy. She shared with us that the only way to keep something is to give it away. Mm. And I thought about, I challenged it, thought about where it could be true, thought about where it did not apply to me. Mm -hmm. But the truth of the matter was it applied in every way. I think Mm. about first the practice of love. The only way it, it lasts is to give it. <laughs> wow. The only way it lasts is to give it. It is the practice of reciprocity by which it finds you when you need it most. Wow. And you have to actively be in the practice and the exchange of giving love in order to have it. <laughs> so love was a thing that confirmed it for me. Really? And then I thought about our story, 
history and the context by which we know what we know and who we are. The only way for that knowledge to last was to speak that word alive, mm. to say it. Mm-hmm. Mm. I thought about the oral tradition of storytelling and griots and much how things come to be. And while it immediately presented like my mind, I shifted it. I wanted to see if it was true all day in all the ways that I found it true. It gave me joy, (laughs) but it was not immediate. I literally thought about it day after day, after day, after day. And I could not find, I could not invalidate it as, as true. I love the type of learner that you are. I love the way that you learn. This is also something we practice saying to Kamali. Mm -hmm. But I love the way that you learn, Riga, that you gave yourself time with it and and put it into practice for yourself. Because when I heard it, I was sitting next to you Mm -hmm. when I heard that. And it didn't resonate with me the same way that it may have resonated with you. I, I actually remember like your verbal response. I remember um, your agreement in, in your voice. Mm-hmm. It was like a moan um, mm-hmm. where it, you received the words in your body and, and you were filling them out. And I remember not having that and not understanding and not being okay with it. And I think it's because we were having a conversation in therapy around our story, around Kamayu, um, around the work of sharing our story as angel parents and how far it's brought us. Very And, and I think this therapy session was actually um, when we were at the Ambies. Mm-hmm. So while there... I'm incredibly grateful for Crystal's voice and affirming what brought us to this point, this story that I never really wanted to share with folks. Uh-huh. Um, and it, it gave some grounding for me while I was there. And so I remember hearing this, this phrase, the only way to keep something is to give it away. And it, I was challenged by that. And I'm not exactly sure like why I was challenged, but I didn't like the idea of having to give it away. Mm -hmm. and giving it away for me, I guess I wrestled with it. Um, I guess I wrestle with it because maybe I'm misinterpreting it. Now that I'm thinking about it, this idea of, of giving it away. Well, maybe you're not misinterpreting it. Maybe you're interpreting it the way it feels for you, but let's take some time. I want to hear, I want to hear what you feel and hear about that I think when I hear that I'm hearing that I had to endure this story I had to go through this story for someone else but that's not what it that's not what it means and I think that's why I conflicted with it when I heard it the first time the only way to keep something is to give it away well the exact language I'm sorry the exact language is the only way to keep what we have is to give it away. Yeah. Okay. And if that's the exact language, I think that's why I wrestled with it. Because I had Kamayu. Mm-hmm. 
And can I give you an invitation for a reframe real time? Come on, give me the invitation because I'm over here. My arms is crossed. (laughs) Well, I'll remind you to a time or many times, but I guess most recently, uh, we were walking down the street with mom and Kamali and someone asked to take a picture with us because they saw our story on black love mm-hmm. and the love we shared for one another, for Kamayu touched them. Mm-hmm. Now, what's unique to me is I've walked down the street with Kamali and although many people know Kamali's name, right? It's true. <laughs> but it it wasn't my practice with Kamali, our practice with Kamali that made her stop and ask for a picture. Right. It was our practice of love with Kamayu and mm-hmm. what grief came to teach us that made her stop. Mm-hmm. And Kamayu continues to show up in our world and continues to travel ahead of us because Mm -hmm. we speak her name, because we speak about the love she teaches us, not taught us, teaches us still, because we make room for that as reference. It is a way that she has survived differently than just something that has happened to us. Mm. It's not just happened to us. She is happening in our world. And that is just one reframe. But I also think about what it means when someone comes to this text. Mm. These knowings, Felicia, are what you have. And they are best kept, in my opinion, by giving them away. (laughs) It gives it time to mature. It gives it time to be challenged. It gives it time for reframe. These things inside of our head alone, I just think there's too many, too much competing thoughts, feelings, uh, realities Mm -hmm. for the knowings to exist separately in a safe space. Mm -hmm. But it is by the giving them away. I find that it lasts much longer. Mm. Now, this is just my truth, my interpretation of those words. Mm -hmm. But as I searched far and wide to see if it was not true, I could not find error. It was true in every way. Mm. I take a deep breath with that as I am processing to be okay with it. I think in the uh, the challenge for me is I, I very much can see how that is true, especially as it pertains to the practice of love. I think I'm challenged because she was my baby. And although like I'm grateful for having shared her story and because I know why I did it. Um, Mary, I was so badly. I traded all to keep her to myself. Mm. 
I would keep her to myself if I could. But I know but, I know why we share. And there's parts of me that always want to hold you and embrace you when I see you experience these emotions. Today, I'll let you experience them and I'll allow the truth to find you as it presents itself. Mm. But what I know so far in the very um, short time that we've got to be Kamali's parents in this way is that even when they're here, they're not our own. <laughs> even when they're here, they're not our own. Yeah. And I know that even better by Kamali being here, how much she's not my own. Mm-hmm. She's my child. But I submit, I think we belong to our children more than our children belong to us. I agree. Because <laughs> she act like it. No, but really for that reason, I know that I, can, I can't fully hold her. I can't consume her. Yeah. The only way to love her is to let her be, let her roam, let her explore, let her go. The only way I can love her, I don't get to consume her. Mm. I don't get to contain her. Mm-hmm. I get to be a steward of who she is. Mm-hmm. I do get to experience her. And I, and I so lovingly agree with you that I would love to experience Kamayu in so many different ways than I got to. Yeah, but I will not count a deficit the ways that I've got to experience her and continue to experience her in parts of the world that my feet have not even visited. Yeah, I go some places for the first time. It happened in Trinidad, right? It happened in Trinidad, and I'm reminded of that. So, it isn't my tendency to compete with the reality that's presented to me. Mm. I like to learn what has come to teach me more than resist it. But our children beyond and on earth side are not ours Mm -hmm. to hold to ourselves. And there are moments that I want to experience with Kamayu. But I find solace in the ways that I get to experience her that I never thought I would. Mm. And it's still happening. <laughs> so on, on behalf of the idea, because the first thing is to keep what we have. That means I have it. Yeah. It's to give it away. It's to share it. Uh, anything that, m- many things that we just keep to ourselves, they often spoil. <laughs> Come on. Might, I, might I remind you about when we go out to eat and I ask you for some of your food. Oh, here and, we go. And and here you and, and and what you say, you say you often tell me no, right? Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And then and then and then you try to give it to me when it's cold. <laughs> right? And all I'm saying is like you could have shared that way sooner because you was gonna share it anyway. Oh, please. Right. I'm saying don't hold hold it till it's cold. I love how you put that together. Damn. Don't hold it till it's cold. Don't hold it till it's cold. huh? Ooh, that just struck me. Because I feel like that also pertains to our gifts. Mm. That also pertains to um, 
a future that we can envision, but we might be waiting on what we think is the perfect time. Mm. That could even pertain to something you have in your possession right now. And you are thinking about how do I introduce this to the world? What other pieces do I need? Mm. For me, I have song after song after song and visuals and all these things that I'm trying to figure out how to deliver to the world to be, to do it what I think is the most responsible way. Mm. But don't hold it till it's cold. You got to share it. Got to share it. No graves. No graves. No graves. Everything grows here. That's exactly what Vadia meant. That's what she means. Wow. I thank you for that reframe, Riga. Mm. Um, For bringing us into the practice to rehearse these habits of mine. It's so necessary for me and for, I'm sure, everyone else that is actively working on doing this work. I can't say it enough, man. I'm grateful. Because when I I heard it, I'm telling you, it was not, it wasn't for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But I think the most beautiful thing I've gathered is that in, in terms of the evidence I've seen for this to be true is the practice of love and the practice of reciprocity. And I also love how you said, when I heard it, it wasn't for me, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't make it any less true. It doesn't make it any less true. It requires its time sometimes, that processing. Time is so sweet, man. It can give me just what I need to understand it later. Wow. But that doesn't mean it wasn't true. Yeah. It just means it took me some time to reconcile that truth. It took me some truth. time. So, yes, thank you. Thank you for that reframe. Thank you. And thank you to our listeners for coming to a space that allows for the practice and the reframe and the investigation of our feelings Mm -hmm. and thoughts so we can be well, Mm -hmm. right? So we can show up as full versions of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, The ones that aren't afraid to say, I have a question or I don't know yet. Mm -hmm. It's not everything you hear feels good right away. Right. But that is also part of the ever changing landscape of healing mm-hmm. because it's ongoing. It's changing and ongoing. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Soul Affirmations with Felicia and Kariga. <laughs> with Kariga and Felicia. And most importantly, you, the listener on the Black Love Podcast Network. Thank you to our executive producers, Cody and Tommy Oliver. Mm-hmm. Thank you to our producer, Crystal Hill. Yes. From our family to yours, may we love more abundantly. Peace. Peace.